and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Every day we stand in an epic spiritual battle between good and evil, and safety is of the Lord. This is Truth Dealer Radio. Warning believers to wake up and be sober, encouraging believers to stand on the Word of God, and motivating believers to be truth dealers with a bold witness for Jesus Christ in these end times. And now the host of Truth Dealer Radio, Brian Moonen. It's Truth O'Clock. Praise God. Welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio, where no matter what time zone you're in, it's Truth O'Clock. And I'm Brian Moonen, and I'm sounding the alarm, asking you to wake up and join the battle for truth. And of course, the truth is God's word. And the word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart, Hebrews 4.12. Welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio again this week. I'm going to be talking about graceful speech and discretion. And this is just something that's been on my heart and something we all deal with, something that I deal with on a day-to-day basis that we need to all strive for. And the Word of God is clear about how we're supposed to use our tongue and how we're not supposed to use it. And the fact is, right off the bat, we need to discuss that These things come out of the heart, no matter what we're talking about today. These matters start in the heart. And, you know, if we're submitted to God and surrendered to him, focused on him and humbling ourselves, then many of these issues will correct themselves basically immediately. So there will be less effort to control because it's coming out of the heart. And if we get right with God in our heart, It'll set our path accordingly to bring honor and glory unto the Lord Jesus Christ in everything we do. No, Psalm 34 starts out, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Psalm 19, verse 14, Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. Praise God. And obviously, Jesus Christ, the Lord, told us that all these things proceed from out of the heart and that that's where it all begins. That's where we need to set things right with him. He looks upon the heart. You see, before anything ever comes out, God knows what we're thinking. He knows where our affections are directed to, what our thoughts are, what our desires are. Amen. And what's righteous and what's not and what's based on pride or fear or whatever and what's not. He can help us with these things. He already knows. Amen. So we don't need to hide it. We we need to confess it to him and get the help from the source and then we can be at peace. Amen. And we don't have to try and do it in our own power. Amen. We can have the Holy Spirit help us with this and just part those waters and just go through in peace. We have our Redeemer. We have our rock. We have God who already knows the beginning from the ending. He knows what's in our heart. He looks upon the heart and he's ready and willing and able to help us and deliver us from all these fleshly things that 
that we go through. We have to struggle with this. We're going to read and talk about the tongue today and the, you know, how powerful it is and how our words matter unto him. They matter to God and they can make a big difference in mattering to us. You know, we can get into bad trouble with your mouth, with your tongue. We can also lead others astray. We can have a bad testimony. We can teach wrong things to our kids by doing wrong with our tongue. And it's all things we need to be aware of and be, like I said, if we set it right with God at first, in the outset, praise God, he's going to correct it from within. And we will just be, you know, thriving and doing what pleases him when we're right with him. Amen. Now, the Lord... Jesus said in Matthew twelve thirty five, A good man out of the good treasure of the heart bringeth forth good things, and an evil man out of the evil treasure bringeth forth evil things. So it starts in the heart. It's how your heart is set. Now, this verse is talking about lost versus saved. Lost people have a heart of stone. They do not have the Holy Spirit. They're dead in their sins. When you're saved, God gives us a heart of flesh. He gives us a new heart and a new direction. And this is why as a saved person, we desire to do right. We want to please the Lord. And when we when we do talk wrong or, or have a, a tendency to be negative or do things that we know aren't right, it grieves us because it grieves the Holy Spirit. And God will lead us to correct these things. Amen. And so my message is for all of us that are saved because it's something we will all struggle with. It's just a guarantee because we have these bodies. We're in this flesh until the Lord Jesus Christ comes back and redeems our flesh, takes us to heaven one way or the other, whether it's at the time of the rapture or if we pass away and we go into glory and later on our bodies are going to be resurrected up. We talked last week about it with the graves opening up, one way or the other, we're going to be redeemed and glorified and made whole in in Christ as a whole being. But right now, we're in these bodies. We have this flesh that Paul talked about. You know, he struggled with certain things. We all do. Just to set this into the first part of the show that Jesus Christ taught us, all these things emanate from the heart, okay? So when we're talking about this, correcting this, the issue is between you and God and me and God. It's not between your brain and your tongue. It's not between, you know, oh, I didn't have enough to eat today or, you know, I drank too many cups of coffee. You know, those things can affect it. But deep down, the matter is in your heart. Amen. So another verse speaking about that is in Mark seven twenty one. Jesus said, for from within... Out of the heart of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these things come from within and defile the man. Okay? So that's pretty blunt and clear that... The issue is in our heart, and we need to repent and ask God to help with all these things. Because when we put him first and ourselves last, God will help us. God will correct these things, and he'll sanctify us. Amen. He'll cleanse us 
from all unrighteousness. When we confess our sin, he is faithful and just and true, and he will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen. It's a, it's a process of sanctification. And praise God, he allows us the time, and he's so merciful. He teaches us, he's willing to teach us these things slowly and allow us to come to him and you will be greatly helped if you judge yourself along the way and come to these conclusions and bring these things to the Lord and just bring it to him in prayer and say, I need your help with this, God. And look honestly back and see, you know, the patterns. And as I said, if things are based off pride or fear or worldly desires or anything, whatever it is, God already knows. God already knows it, and he's waiting to help us with these things because he doesn't want us stumbling around in the dark, being susceptible to the devil and his deceptions and the consequences of our sin. And God has a plan. He wants us to follow him for our own good. Amen. And wow, when we follow the Lord and we get right with these things, like I said, it's as if he parts the waters and we can go through in peace. And a lot of these troubles and trials we go through, a lot of times they're, they're caused by our own foolishness of just, you know, trying to go with one foot in our own strength instead of trusting him with every step. And as I said, I'm talking to myself as, as well as everybody who's listening. This is something we all have to trust in the Lord for his help in any area, any any problem, any sin, right? We need to go to our Heavenly Father and confess it and forsake it and ask him to cleanse us from it. And, you know, he will. He's faithful. He's always faithful. Colossians 4, 6 tells us, Let your speech be always with grace seasoned with salt, that ye may know how ye ought to answer every man. Okay, and that, that doesn't mean salt like, you know, in pirate talk, okay? It's grace unto the hearers. It's a blessing. It's wisdom from God. It's the fruit of the Spirit. Amen. Matthew twelve thirty six. But I say unto you that every idle word that men shall speak they shall give account, therefore, in the day of judgment. Wow, that's Jesus telling us that every word we speak will be judged. That almost leaves me speechless because every word I'm speaking on here, I'm accountable for it. Imagine how many times people listen. That multiplies my responsibility, doesn't it? That's sobering, very sobering. And the same goes for anyone, no matter where you are. You're being heard by who you work with, your children, your relatives, whoever's in your neighborhood, anything. We're responsible ultimately to God for everything that we say, every idle word. And this is a good reason to say less. Don't be just constantly saying everything that comes into your mind or Expressing every single thing that's going on, I mean, that's kind of too much. And we need quiet to be able to think. 
and be sober and and pray. Now, if we're praying without ceasing, we're usually not always talking about every little earthly thing. So, every idle word, that means that we need to choose our words wisely and really only speak when we need to, right? In other words, like like I know people used to say, don't talk just to hear yourself talk. You know, it was an old saying. And I don't know what that applies to, but it's certainly something I need to think about. And I think that if we're going to be judged by every idle word, we should be careful of it, right? When we come back, we're going to get through all the rest of these scriptures. We'll be right back on Truth Dealer Radio. Truth Dealer Radio is listener supported. If you are led to support this ministry, there is a way to do that at truthdealer-radio.com. Since 2016, KJV Prepper has been providing quality, original Christian apparel and gear that will witness to non-believers and encourage believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. All designs are original and all apparel is printed here at the KJV Prepper Workshop in beautiful upstate New York. Visit KJVPrepper.com for effective Christian apparel, worn to worn. Praise God. Welcome back to Truth Dealer Radio. Before the break, we were talking about how all our words and what we do speak and everything comes from the heart first, and that it's an issue to take up with the Lord. Obviously, He is our source for all healing and for all wisdom and for guidance and how we need to first bring it to Him and confess these things that if we have an issue, we need to bring it to Him. And it's not something in our brain that we need to fix. It's something in our heart. And so, and we talked a little about idle words, being judged for all the idle words. Now we're going to get into more like really things that are uh, not just bad habits, like talking too much, running your mouth all the time kind of thing. Now we're getting into wrong speech, which is a sin. Psalm 34, 11 through 13, Come, ye children, hearken unto me, I will teach you the fear of the Lord. What man is he that desireth life, and loveth many days, that he may see good? Keep thy tongue from evil, and thy lips from speaking guile. Praise God. So here we have um, some verses right next to each other, at least. I don't know if you could make an argument that these are directly cause and effect, but I see that someone who's wise and has the fear of the Lord and desires a long life and health is going to keep his tongue under control, and he's not going to be speaking guile. Guile is kind of malicious speech. And some of these other verses get into, you know, loving our neighbor and it's all related, you know, and I'm convicted about a lot of these things. You know, I have a tendency to judge sometimes and there is righteous judgment that lines up with God's word and that's okay. But do we have to talk about it? That's the question. There is a time and a place to speak the truth, but how often and when and why? And every time we see something, you know, that's not right or 
we have an opinion about, do we have to say that? Do we have to say it out loud for everyone to hear it? That's the question that I've been thinking over the past few weeks. Too many words, too many thoughts just pouring out. When we should be in prayer, we should be just taking it in prayer to God if there's really something that's that important. And if it's not, maybe we shouldn't talk about it. Maybe we should just have a thought about it because it can cross over into guile and it comes off across like we don't love the people. If we're always talking about people or situations, we have to be careful how that's coming across. And and like I said, God knows what's in our heart. So it is between us and God. But it needs to be kept in check big time. And we'll see that in some of these verses, very serious verses. Psalm 39.1, I said, I will take heed to my ways that I sin not with my tongue. I will keep my mouth with a bridle while the wicked is before me. So here's somebody that's, you know, confronted with all this wickedness and he's keeping his mouth shut like, like a bridle. He's taking heed of his own ways and he's trying not to sin with his tongue. That's powerful. Now, there's, of course, a time to preach the truth to the lost and to stand up and say, no, that's wrong. We don't want drag queen story hour with a bunch of LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ in the public library for little kids to get defiled and corrupted. Yeah, we're going to speak up and say that's sinful. No, not here. That's not normal. That's not art. So yeah, speaking up against satanic agendas and things, but as it, that isn't what I'm talking about here. I'm talking about just every time we see something, you know, ungodly or whatever, do we have to constantly speak it and point it out? Or can we just quietly pray? Because chances are everybody else noticed it too. And if they're a Christian they're going to have a godly response in their mind too. So again, we don't want to lead people astray and we don't want to create a situation where we're better than them. We're picking on everyone. We're calling out everything like we see it too much because it's just too many words. Bring it to the Lord. And as I said, pray for the people. Pray for whatever that situation is and allow others to be able to pray because like I said we need to be in prayer pray without ceasing so too many words can kind of mess that up silence is golden and I mean thinking and and meditating on things silence is wonderful for that and Really, the more silence we can have, the more peace we can have. We don't need to have constant announcements and constant criticisms with our tongue. And I'm trying to work on that. I'm trying to quiet myself and be more meek and shamefaced and and quiet. 
and it, it helps to foster a more thoughtful attitude and a more prayerful attitude because now your relationship is with God. You have more time to talk to the Lord in your heart. And we should be doing that all the time instead of just using our tongue to tell everyone else what we think about whatever is going on. And bringing it to the Lord first in our heart, that sets us on the course to steer what our tongue is going to do. If we're going to do anything, like I said, sometimes it's okay to just not say anything. Bring it to him and then he'll deal with that. And then five minutes goes by and you think, wow, I'm glad I didn't make a big thing out of that. Or I'm glad I didn't even say anything about that. And that has happened to me a lot of times. God is showing me to trust him, take things to him before you put your foot in your mouth or before you use your tongue to sin. And a lot of times we don't see it as sin, but it is. So it's really a major, it's probably one of the most major things I think every Christian deals with is our tongue, our heart brings into play with our attitudes towards sinners, our attitudes toward other Christians. We need to love the brethren. They're not all going to agree with us on everything, but we need to love them. We should not be backbiting and talking about too many things to do with them. We really should not. So God help us with that. Now, in James, we really see this playing out, the seriousness of the tongue. James 3, 5 through 10. Even so, the tongue is a little member and boasteth great things. Behold, how great a matter a little fire kindleth. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So is the tongue among our members that it defileth the whole body. And setteth on fire the course of nature, and it is set on fire of hell. For every kind of beast, and of birds, and of serpents, and of things in the sea, is tamed, and hath been tamed of mankind. But the tongue can no man tame. It is an unruly evil, full of deadly poison. Therewith bless we God, even the Father, and therewith curse we men, which are made after the similitude of God. Out of the same mouth proceedeth blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not so to be. Amen. It should not be like that. And we need God's help to get it straight, to get it right. Amen. We need to bring it to him and tame this deadly poison, this fire slow it down and bring it under a bridle. So what we need is we need God's wisdom. We need discretion is what we need. Discretion. Proverbs 15, 1 through 4. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. The tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright, but the mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, beholding the evil and the good. A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. 
See, it's a breach in the spirit. And we need Jesus Christ to help us with that so that we don't do that, so that we don't grieve the Holy Spirit, so that we don't lead others astray, and so that we can honor God, honor Him, and be, like I said, in in constant prayer and fellowship with Him. So He should literally control everything that's coming out of our mouth. Amen. Proverbs 18.21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. Here we get into our consequences. What are we planting the seeds of? What are we, what are we going to reap from what we're sowing with our tongue? You know, when you plant a crop, you plan and you do everything very deliberately. This is how it should be with our words. Before we put our tongue to form a word and move the air out, and make that word come out, we should have the recognition before God and all those that are around to hear, what is the fruit going to be? What seed are you planting with these words? Because you're going to eat the fruit thereof yourself. And others can be affected by it too. 1 John 3.18, My little children, let us not love in word, neither in tongue, but in deed and in truth. Praise God. So even like I said, if you try and use your mind to control your words and get them all right, it's really what's in your heart and it's not going to matter because a lot of people are good at being fake. Let's admit that. But God knows what's in their heart. And even from a Christian standpoint, You'll be chastened. You know, that's why we started it out with the fact that it's in the heart. We need to take these matters to God. Bring it all to him and let it go and let him help you. Confess it, forsake it, and ask for help. Amen. It's like any other sin or problem or addiction. It has to start with confessing it to God in your in your heart, truly, really wanting help. Not lip service. There's so much guile these days. There's so much judgment, and I mean wrong judgment. I mean hypocritical judgment. I mean self-righteous judgment. I mean you should have just said nothing judgment. We don't need it. What we need is quiet and discretion and leadership from fathers and mothers and pastors and whoever is in authority. What we don't need is pouring out. We don't need the pouring out of foolishness and every single thought. We need quiet. We need discretion. And this is what nurtures an environment where we can be sober and where we can be in prayer in our hearts and meditating on things. The mouth of fools poureth out foolishness. It's just like it just keeps pouring out. And like I said, too many words. We really need to bring it into a bridle each of us, and that will allow us the time and the space to bring it before God in our heart first. Be quiet and meditate upon your own bed. You know, in the the Bible, there's a lot of other verses that talk about having this peace and having this quiet and this meekness, and there's a really deep meaning for it that's helpful to us and those around us. Amen? 
So I'm praying that this would be a blessing to you. It's really touched me to study a lot of these. I just thank you for listening. I hope you tune in again next time. Be strong. Truth Dealer Radio is listener supported. If you are led to support this ministry, there is a way to do that at truthdealer-radio.com. Truth Dealer Radio. No matter what time zone you're in, it's truth o'clock. TruthDealerRadio.com. You keep talking about Jesus. Some folks out there just might be listening.